0: What's up, y'all? Make some noise! Can you put your
1: hands together for tonight like this? Come on! Ah, uh, it's a beautiful day out there today. Now, notice this time I'm going to be a little conscious of uh, uh, that. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, so I'm not going to say whether it's morning, whether it's night. But I did just say it's a beautiful day, so I guess that already goes out the window. I had a good weekend. You have a good weekend. What'd you do? Hang out at Disneyland? Get kicked out for being intoxicated. What, what did you guys do this weekend, huh? No, I was busy. I was working, you know, uh, went to church because I do that, you know, keep my moral compass straight. You know, a lot of people have a problem with religion. They have a problem with people that that are religious. I don't. I don't. I, don't. I was raised that way. I continue today. I go every Sunday and, uh, you know, I got to keep that moral compass straight. Keep me on the right path, you know keep me out of trouble, you know, because I could be out at the bar on Sunday mornings uh, with hookers and blow, but I'm not, I am in the presence of God. That's what I do on Sunday mornings, every Sunday morning. In fact, if you want to, you want to hit me up, private message me, I can tell you where I'm at. You can come hang out. We can like OD on coffee and, uh, you know, do shots of coffee with donut holes, have a good old time. Anyways, uh, this week, you know, I <laughs> I thought for sure we're not going to talk about Joe Rogan. But how can you not talk about Joe Rogan? How can you not talk about him? He came out with another apology. I'm sure you guys have all heard it by now. And the thing is, you know, they came after him for the misinformation. Now, they came after him from the N-word. We covered that on the last podcast. We went through that, what Indy had to say about him and using the N-word. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said on that show that I think, you know, he's going to have to come out and apologize on this, which he did, which he did. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I saw a lot of other people um, putting up clips of other news agencies that have used the N word repeatedly. And when it's out of context, it sounds bad. Um, But, Joe, the thing he has to realize now. All right. That's it. He's he's over with the apologies. Don't apologize anymore, because, you know, what's going to happen is the radical leftists that want or the radical movement. I don't know if it's just leftists, but. the the radical movement that wants to shut down the voice of Joe Rogan, because he does have a very influential podcast, right? That segment of people, they're not going to stop. Now they have ammo. Now they know that he's apologized for being wrong in using the N word in any circumstance. And so now they have ammo to keep coming at him because, you know, they want, they want to get him shut down. They want the shutdown to happen. You know, that's very, very, very important to them. So, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. So from now on, he just has to move on. He has to ignore it. He has to just keep doing what he's doing. Uh, He released an episode on Monday where he was interviewing somebody. I forget exactly who it was, but you know, he's, he's moving ahead. He's moving forward. And that's just what he has to do from now on. And Spotify, you know, Spotify, they find themselves in a predicament because there are a lot of voices coming out. You know, it's all over the media still demanding that Spotify drops Joe Rogan. And now they're starting to slam Spotify, um, because, you know, they're a Joe Rogan supporter. It's just a whole complicated mess. Um, I saw an article where a bunch of people were, um, they were uh, uh, questioned whether or not they were going to quit their Spotify subscription. And there was a substantial mo- number of people that said yes, but have they yet? Will they really? Was that just answering the question in it, you know, when the rubber meets the road, how many people are actually going to cancel? But I can tell you what, um, Spotify's caught in an interesting spot position because if they were to cancel Joe Rogan um it would definitely cause an uproar where people would definitely cancel their Spotify subscriptions of the Joe Rogan listeners and Joe Rogan has found himself in a position where he really doesn't have much to lose because there's another upstart video service out there called Rumble and it's the same network that Russell Brand creates all of his content from Russell Brand, we'll have to talk about him on another day. Who would have thought that this British comedian would actually become a, a major voice of reason? If you haven't followed up with Russell Brand and followed anything that he's doing, you might want to check out his podcast. It's, uh, I don't know what it's called, but if you just Google Russell Brand, you'll find it. He's really, he really does a great show. But anyways, Rumble, the owner, CEO, president of Rumble, offered Joe Rogan one hundred million million, four-year contract to come over to Rumble and not be censored at all. So Joe is in a position where it's, it's not even about the money. He's got nothing to lose. He's got nothing to lose. If Spotify wants to really do something, uh, he can just go over to rumble and they're not going to do jack crap. And, um, you know, Spotify, and I don't know how much Joe's involved with this, but they have removed a hundred. And I believe the last count I heard was a hundred, 110 episodes of Joe Rogan removed all these episodes. Um, You know, they're just trying to get the ammunition out of there. um, So people can't grab it and come back at them. And uh, yeah, that's probably what I should have done this weekend. I probably should have went through every podcast I have out there and started eliminating anything that could be edited together to come back at me. Uh, I know there are some questionable discussions about midgets uh, in previous shows or little people. Damn, I'm gonna have to edit that. Uh, there's been some questionable c- comments about little people. Um, I might have come off with some ableist terms regarding uh, maybe handicap. I don't know. I don't. I know that there's a lot out there that they could definitely get me on. Um, You know, thankfully, thankfully, I wasn't one to really drop the N word. Uh, I wasn't Mississippi Missy. I, that's something I really don't do. I don't think, I'm sure somebody could correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure it has been said on the show, you know, um, but it would be like 30 times. Not like they got Joe Rogan or the young Turks for that matter. They got, they really got that. Let's see if I can find that the young Turks. They really got a, a edit together for them that was uh pretty insane let me see if i can find it give me a second uh Twitter all right hold on I'm getting there and oh another one that resurfaced that was like really really kind of kind of uh uh outrageous was they started playing this old Howard Stern clip I don't even know if I want to play that one. That one's so bad. They started playing this old Howard Stern clip where Howard Stern, now for you young people, you're not going to remember this, but Howard Stern, he was making fun of Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Now, for, for those of you guys that don't know, Whoopi Goldberg used to date Ted Danson. Ted Danson was famous for his role on Cheers. I forget his character's name, but he was an actor. He was in Three Men and Baby, et cetera. And Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg went to a party. This was back in probably the '90s. I don't know the exact time, but it was back a while back. And he went to a party with Whoopi Goldberg in tow in blackface. So Howard Stern did a whole thing about him, and it 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 was it was a fictitious scenario where Howard Stern was playing Ted Danson, and he was just saying a bunch of racial stuff, and. It, it's, I don't even know if it's funny. I don't even know if it's funny. All right, hold on, I'm gonna stop this while I try and find this this edit for the young turks. Give me a second.
2: I apologize, I know these are like difficult words to hear, but words like nigger and fag, it's nigger. You niggers are why I lost my job. He only shot a nigger. Run, nigger, run. Nigger.
0: Nigger this or nigger that, okay? So they're like, all right, all right, you cover that Jerry
3: Rice looking nigger.
2: Whatever, niggerhead.
0: N- nigger head. Nigger, nigger-like. He canceled his
2: weekend at Niggerhead Ranch. His ranch was called Niggerhead. Fucking Jews and niggers. Nigger lover on it. Which is
0: better, nigger or cracker?
2: It was apparently called Niggerhead. Oh, you're a nigger? Doing fucking nothing and being a lazy nigger. They were nigger lovers.
1: It don't give a nigger time to learn his All lesson. right, right. White I, and this goes on crackers. for a while. I don't yeah. think we need to listen to it all. Does but that you, mean I'm just say black You guys nigger. understand what's going on. I'm and this is the same right, thing they're doing like, to Joe Rogan. Saying, if it's taken out of context, you know, the Young Turks, I'm going to fade out this inward uh, tapestry that's going on in the background. But, you know, what they're doing to Joe Rogan is they're using what was not in context. And you can do that to a lot of these shows the young Turks, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, who's going after them to cancel them? Well, I think they've, they've got young Turks. I don't even know where they stand at politically exactly because they're kind of like all over the place and they come out with like some random stuff. I, I don't know. They're supposed to be progressive. I don't know. Young Turks, young Turks aren't getting canceled. Uh, but there is this other one. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Okay. Here it is. Well, against my better judgment, I probably shouldn't play this. I, uh, well, I mean, if we're talking about the conversation. The, the question is, is that this has been done by a lot of people, right? Casually, not casually, throwing away the N-word in reference to whatever. And and how come we're not canceling all of them? Or how come yeah, Joe Rogan hasn't canceled 10 years ago when he was saying that? How come Howard Stern, who's basically become a mouthpiece for the left, I mean, he's got this in his closet and nobody's saying anything about it. Take a listen.
4: Uh, <laughs> besides Whoopi done wrote everything i'm gonna say here tonight so it's all right ain't that right you smelly nigga i didn't write that well you is a smelly nigga
1: <laughs> I- <laughs> okay well, i'm laughing because i'm looking at the picture because this is a. uh oh, what is the guy from the jeffersons what is his name it's uh sherman hemsley he's got so it's 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 howard stern as ted danson in blackface uh, all cuddled up on a couch next to Sherman Hensley, who is dressed as Whoopi Goldberg, which that alone is hilarious. And he's talking to—he's uh, talking to Robin Quivers. And for those of you who don't know, Robin Quivers is his black co-host. And Did I just lose the whole thing? No. Okay, here we go. It's all right, let me resume.
4: I got some more jokes for your New Year's Eve party, there. You're
3: not tired of this. And, and
4: don't this be racially offended, cause Whoopi done wrote 'em for me. Okay, here go we ahead. go. Go ahead. Black hole.
3: Black hole. You're going to love
4: this. Hello there. What do I loves most about the whoopee? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's
3: just great timing.
4: Hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know, Ted. A nigga. <laughs> <laughs> whoopee wrote it. Whoopee wrote it. Hey, did you happen to notice this? No, what this is This here that? is my mother, mama, dancing. <laughs> She done work in blackface, too. She must be very proud. Yeah. Now, I know you really love me. Ted, you the man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I tell you, you know, you the man. <laughs> what done happened to Sherman's career? <laughs> it's really over the end. I want you to give us a kiss, you smelly coghead coon. I love May you. May I say something yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can say whatever you want, you smelly nigger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi wrote that. That's
3: it, Ted. You didn't know I was going to say that. Whoopi had no chance to write it. I don't accept that kind of language. You can call her whatever you want, but you don't talk to me that way or I'll leave.
4: Well, don't let the door hit you on your big black ass, Mama, on the way out of here. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Now, Whoopi, you is a filthy nigga.
1: <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so uh, Howard Stern, yeah, so why is he not getting canceled? I mean, come on, come on. In comparison, the reason why I let it play all the way through is that is way, 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 way worse. You know, and Howard Stern always justified it. Well, I was dressed up as Ted Ted Danson, and I was pretending it was a comic skit about Ted Danson. But Ted Danson was never that outrageous. Uh, That was Howard Stern just going to town. It was an excuse to do it in blackface as Ted Danson. Um, But why isn't Howard Stern getting reamed for that? Why is Howard Stern getting... uh, Way more money than Joe Rogan. I think his last contract, I don't quote me on this, I could be wrong, but I believe it was 100 million for two years, his last uh, time he re upped for uh, Sirius Radio. So, how come they're not, how come the media, how come the press isn't going after his head? And why is it just Joe Rogan? Well, I mean, come on. We've we've gone over this before. It's because Joe Rogan is a voice of reason that's uncontrolled by the media and um, or uncontrolled by the left, uncontrolled by anyone. It's a place of free speech. And that location of free speech that's unregulated, that doesn't fit with the narrative of what people want is a problem. The reality is, is that it's open season on Joe Rogan and it's probably not going to let up for a while. Like I said earlier, Spotify is an odd place. Joe Rogan has options. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think, it, you know, it is what it is. Was it okay for Howard Stern to do that skit back in the early 90s on TV, on Channel 9, on his TV you know, special they used to have on public television? Was it okay for him to do that in, to, in the 90s, early 90s, whenever that was? Well, uh, by, by today's standards, no. And by yet been, even the standard of the 90s, that was pretty outrageous. I can't believe it was going out on, on public TV. It was either public TV or his cable show. It might have been his cable show. But, I mean, if you were to take comedians from that era, from the 90s, um, white comedians, Hispanic, Italian, I mean, dude, the N-word is all over the place. its it, it was used for comedic, comedic effect. It was used for all kinds of reasons. And all those reasons, according to NDRE, it doesn't matter when you said it. It should never come out of your mouth, period. And there's a lot of people that believe that. So, I mean, are we going to cancel all these people? That's what I'm asking. Why are we just focused on Joe Rogan when he's just one of many? You know, this clip about Hart Stern has been floating around for years, but does he get a pass because he's a leftist that he, he pushes the left agenda even more so in his later years? It, does he get a pass because of that? Are we not going to acknowledge that? You know, it's it's see the thing about this. You have to be fair. If you're going to go after one, you have to go after all. Right? Isn't that the right thing to do? You can't just single out on Joe Rogan. In another topic of conversation, I ran across this video and I'm gonna let it play real quick and I'm gonna let you listen to it. I wanna wanna hear what you think about what this person is saying.
3: So if you know me, I was a registered Democrat, probably still am, and I even caucused for Hillary. And people often ask, what was my aha moment? There's not one moment, but I will tell you this. Evening of the election results, I was sobbing when they said Trump became president. I literally was like, my husband said, and we've been together for over 20 years. He said he's never seen me like that. Because I thought it was going to be the demise of America. I was embarrassed that the American people picked him as our president, and he represents us as Americans. I thought America was going to implode. Like, I was so afraid. And then about a year later, a year and a half into his presidency, I was looking around, I'm like, hmm. Things aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. In fact, they were actually better than they were with the previous president. And so my eyes started to open and I started to do a little more research and I started to question things. And now a year into this presidency, it's exactly what I thought was going to happen when Trump was president. Our country is imploding. We've never been more divided. It has everything to do with the current administration. And that's irony. Party of logic.
1: Oh, I do like what she said there. Party of logic. Uh, What do you think about that? Is America more divided than it's ever been or not ever been? I mean, come on. We had a civil war for crying out loud. But in, in modern history, in our modern times, is it more divided now than it has been? Is it more divided now than it was under Trump Um, on the surface? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot more that comes into play with that. I mean, we had George Floyd. We've had other, you know, uh, murders by cops on African-Americans Um, So there are some more items that have happened to actually flame this. Um, But I do believe it is worse now than under Trump. And there were so many people that I think thought like this girl did that when Trump was elected, that it was going to be the implosion of America, that it was just going to become this. We're going to have Confederate flags on every building, which there probably were a couple more Confederate flags. But I don't think it was as bad as what people expected it to be. But what's going on now I think there's this major divide, but but where does that come from? Is it all from Biden? Is it all from Biden? Is it from? Where does it stem from? I think it has. I think it's coming from a lot of different locations. I, I think it's because under Biden you have the militarization of the radical left, which is which keeps pushing these outrageous ideas on the American public. I can't help you know I was reading that article the other day about what is ableism right you know what I mean and let's see if I can find that and and, and the whole theory behind the ableism is you don't acknowledge that somebody's handicap you don't acknowledge you just you just treat them as people you just treat handicapped disabled people as people you don't and, and they specifically said in that article you do not put stories of them in the news that is just there to highlight their disability or highlight them as a hero because of their disability. Um, like the ableism movement or the people that are anti ableism, they just want to be, they all they want to be recognized is, is as a person, not as a disabled person. And I thought, okay, I can go with that. I can, I, I can see that. You know what I mean? I think they went a little bit far of saying, if you say somebody's lame you're in you, that's a microaggression towards disabled person you know that's that's a little far-fetched but i but i get the concept of they want to be treated normal they don't want to be treated like a, a hero they don't want to be asked about their disability they don't want to be asked how they become became disabled they just want to live in society without being knowledge acknowledged in a preferential way because of their disability and i was down with that and i'm like Okay, so this is obviously coming from, you know, the the university level of of liberal thought regarding ableism and the disabled community or wheelchair, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But how is it that this same group of people, when it comes to racism, why don't they take the same philosophy? Why don't we build a, a generation of people that doesn't divide by race, that doesn't divide by our differences? The same way that they approach the ableism and the and and the 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 the, the um, unfair treatment of disabled people. Why don't we treat racism in the same way? And I know some people are going to say, "Well, you don't understand. You don't understand, Jake. You're a white male. You don't understand your privilege, the world that you grew up in. It's different from you than a black man." And so we need to talk about these differences. We need to highlight these differences. We need to do all this kind of stuff. My thought is just this until we get beyond seeing color. And just start moving forward, it's it's never gonna come to an end. So, so when does that point happen, right? Okay, so if it's not today, if it's not today, if it's if it's if that's if that's a step that's too far out in the future, it's too far out in the forethought that we need to get out there and right now we do need to recognize race. We need people to we need white people to recognize their 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 preferential treatment in society. We have to establish that first before we can get there where we don't recognize race. Is that what we're doing? because i don't know it feels like it feels like what's going on right now it's not getting better it's getting worse it's getting worse you know, I, I saw this other video of this girl. She was in a multicultural room, a new multicultural room at a university. I forget which university it was. And it was a African, Af- African-American African female. She stood up and she basically went on tirade saying that there was too many white people in the multi multicultural room. The multicultural room, to me, it looked like a lounge where everybody was just studying, kind of hanging out, quiet place, almost like a library. But it was just couches and stuff. And she gets up and she says, there's too many white people here. There's other places for you on campus. You're not welcome here pretty much in a nutshell. To me, it's multicultural. Multicultural includes all cultures. I mean, to me, is that really progress? And this girl, after she went on this tirade and, and, and yelled at all the white people that were in this room to basically get out, she was applauded by her fellow brown and whatever, you know, bring out the color chart. Uh, that she was applauded by the minorities apparently that were in the room or maybe she was uh, applauded by the white people that are in the room too. I don't know. But is that really bringing people together? Is this, is this the road that we want to go down? Is this where we want to be? You know, I always said about my kids, my kids, they, they don't, they don't recognize race. I mean, of course they recognize race, but they don't act on recognizing race. And there's a difference there. It, it, it's it's absolutely fine to acknowledge people's heritage and their culture and where they come from, but they don't treat they don't treat people different based on their race. That's how it was going, uh, but yeah. And I'm saying my kids are still the same. I'm not seeing they're flying Confederate flags, nothing like that. But I'm saying that's where where we are going on in the future generations. It wasn't going to be a problem. Everybody's going to turn into chocolate milk, anyways. I mean, you can't walk into a place in in Southern California as a white male and find pure white chicks. Snow white doesn't exist anymore. Everybody is just turning into brown. That's where we're going. That's that's where society is. A hundred years from now, everybody's going to be the exact same color. Then what are we going to fight about? I just sometimes don't think that this progressive movement is really progressing Americans in the right direction. Do I hate racism? Yes, I do hate racism. If I hear about somebody that is doing something that is based on race and they're treating somebody unfairly of a different background or skin color, I think that's completely unfair. And I will call them out every time. But that's on an individual level. It's to the person that is committing the atrocity to someone else. You have to see it for what it is. The people that do wrong things need to be held accountable for their wrong things. Instead of making these huge generalizations that lump all white people in the same bucket or all brown people or all Hispanic or all Chinese or all, you know, all black. We got to treat it on the individual level. You know, I don't know, man. I just don't think I think we're taking a step backwards right now. I don't know how to wrap it around it. I think we should treat racism like ableism, and stop asking, stop treating anybody different just based on the color of their skin. I don't know. Maybe I'm ahead of the curve. Maybe we're not there yet. Maybe we have to have a little bit of white guilt or whatever going around first before we can get there. I don't know what the answer is. I just don't think, I just feel from what I see in the news, what I see in the media, that we're taking a little micro step back in this whole process. Then I read a story like this. And I, when I see this story, and I'll, I'll get to what this story is here in just a second. Um, but I, I, think, I think that there is a lot of this white guilt out there, okay? I, I, think, I think there is a lot of white people that have good hearts that want to see some type of a change. They do feel bad about what happened in America, and they do want things to change. It's just that people, the problem is, is people are stupid. People are stupid, and they don't make logical decisions on how to accomplish that this story here i don't find this story infuriating or anything like that like i'm sure a lot of people do i find it odd i find it a little weird and this is just one of those times where i look at this story and i think well this is just people trying to make a difference but just they're idiots but anyway it's a tiny private school in washington dc posted a clip on Instagram showing kindergartners marching through the school carrying protest signs and chanting Black Lives Matter. The children wearing face masks carried signs while mim- mimicking a BLM protest. This was during the D.C. area Black Lives Matter at School, uh, Black Lives Matter at school Week of Action. The Lowell School, which charges nearly $40,000 per year for kindergarten, they take great efforts to teach the children of America's elite about social justice, The kindergarten curriculum has a focus on identity, social justice, and activism. The school touts it is dedicated to being an inclusive community. Okay, and there's the video of the kids. Yeah. I don't know what to think. I, I, I think we can do a better job as Americans of, of 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 working through this situation together, working through this uh you know, I don't think that having the kids walk around chatting Black Lives Matter, I don't think it's gonna do any permanent damage. I do think in a way it kind of separates kids, it segregates them, it makes them recognize differences, which recognizing differences is good. Um, but it also implements something else that's going on. You know, it be, it was, kids could take things in all kinds of, uh, of, of weird ways. When you start teaching them about these social differences and stuff, you know, there could be the white, one white kid that takes it as, Oh, the school is teaching me that this person across the room is inferior to me. So I need to bend over backwards to, um, uh, uh um, make them make them aware or, or whatever, you know, do this black lives matter chant. <sighs> Kids are funny things. I just don't think that that should be brought in at kindergarten. I think kids are not racist by nature and we need to develop that and and extend it through their lives and not implement a racial divide early on. Uh, So, you know, I'm sure there's some people out there that are going to disagree with me and I would love to have the conversation. I don't know. I love people. I love all people. And I think there's a lot of other people out there that love all people. Um, but these extreme voices on both sides of the aisle, they just keep getting heard and acknowledged. And I don't know if it's a positive thing. I really don't.
2: So I was recently asked what I thought was a pretty silly question. And I'm wondering if anyone else has received this. Um, Someone sent me a message about an item I was selling on eBay and asked if they were to purchase the item, what type of mask would I be using while packing the item? Um, Well, I'll be honest. I don't wear a mask when packing my items. Um, so I wrote back to the person and said, what kind of mask would you like me to be wearing? They told me that they would like me to be wearing a double N95 mask. Um, I responded and said, uh, I'm sorry, but I will not be wearing a double N95 mask when packing your item. I decided to be honest. And they sent horrible things to me saying that I am going to give them COVID and all these just crazy things. What was the item that they were going to buy? The Chuckler pen. So uh, apparently um, this was the item that they were concerned of getting COVID. For.
1: Ah, legitimate concerns. Yeah. How are your eBay packages getting packaged? Are the workers wearing masks uh, or preferably a double N95? And then I, I like I like it how, the, the, how he tells a story of how the person asked, which is kind of outrageous to begin with. And he responded back with, no, I don't wear a mask. And then they decided that it was okay to keep harping and going off on the guy and sending email messages back and forth saying about how dangerous he was giving people COVID and all that kind of stuff. It's unfortunate that this is the world that we live in. It is very unfortunate that this is the train of thought. It's very unfortunate that people think they're justified that if a business doesn't do business the way that you want it done, uh, that you have the right to berate them and just carry on. Uh, used to be back in my time that if you didn't like a business and what they were doing, guess what? You went to somewhere else. And so they responded back with the response that he's not going to wear a mask. You just say, thank you for your time. Thanks for being honest. And I'm going to buy my chuckle pin somewhere else. But that kind of rationality has pretty much gone out the window. We live in a society where it's my way or the highway 100% of the time. That I am always right. That I am always the person and you should live your life the same way that I do mine. That is the mentality that is happening left and right. It's happening from the left. It's happening from the right. It's happening from conservatives to liberals. It's happening all over the place. When we need to grasp the hold of the fact that people live their lives in different manners, we do things in different ways. We have different beliefs and we're each entitled to our own belief. Everybody wants to force uh, their beliefs on everybody else. And that's not what this country is about. This country is about accepting people of different beliefs and different cultures and different uh, whether they wear an N95 or not. I mean, this isn't being cordial. This isn't getting along with people. It's just these these divides, these divides politically over mass, these divides over color of skin, these divides everywhere. What are we going to do as a society to bridge these gaps? To get people to hang out again, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to Disneyland, have some beers with some random people, hang out and have a have a good time, and turn the friggin' news off. Because I swear to God, the only thing this news wants to do is just point us in the directions that made us make us hate other people constantly. Yeah, I'm probably doing it on this show too. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to. I think that there's stories out there that are just ridiculously entertaining. The absurdity is so great that you just have to shake your head and go, wow, that's really going on in this country. That's really going on in this country. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You know, this is what happens when the, everybody gets a trophy generation grows up, when everybody is a, a, a raised as a child, that they're perfect and that they have to put it out minimal effort and and they are entitled to maximum rewards because that's what the whole trophy generation teaches. Everybody gets a trophy. Even if you don't give it hundred percent, you get a trophy. Everybody's equal and it's not corresponding with effort given out. You know, that's that sense of entitlement. That entitlement goes into other, other areas of your life where you're entitled to enforce your opinion. Nobody gives a shit about your opinion. Nobody cares what your exact opinion is. You don't need to be forcing that on people. I, you know what? I think we need to be teaching in, in, in schools is just common respect for other humans. Common respect, how to treat, how to talk to other people. I mean, if we want to teach something in schools, well, why aren't we teaching that? Well, if somebody doesn't agree with you, um, you just listen to what they have to say so you can understand it from their perspective. And if you disagree, you disagree. And that's that. Not go out and cancel their livelihood, cancel everything about them, and uh, demonize them. You know, Uh, go on Facebook and and put up your Karen rant that if if you know if you don't if you think this about this such and such topic, I'm defriending you now. I'm defriending you now because I'm intolerant to open-minded conversation, and that all comes circle back around to Joe Rogan of why he's attempting to be canceled is because so many people are so opposed to open-minded conversation. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland. I hope you guys have a good day today, whatever time you listen to this. Like, subscribe, share with your liberal friends or your conservative friends or your moderate friends, maybe more of a moderate place. I don't know. But this is Jake with Radio Underland. Be good humans. Talk to you later.
0: I'm coming to question is, when do they matter? Okay. <laughs> do they matter when we're in uniform? Do they matter yes. in law enforcement? Yes. Yeah. Do they matter in the womb? Do they matter when it doesn't matter? Yeah. My thing is this, it's a difference in being victimized and having a victim mentality, and that flag and what that organization represents yes. is a victim mentality. Yes. Yeah. So with that being said, as we in this country, The number one problem plaguing the black community is actually a lack of fathers in the home. So when I went to the Black Lives Matter website that said we want to disrupt the nuclear family, I was done right there. I'm going to close with a quote. And I want people to be very careful because when you, and especially these kids, when you make decisions based off of emotion, you don't make the best decisions in this life. Make decisions based off of sound logic and reasoning. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With that being said, the force was shrinking.